Hello, my entrepreneurial friends. Profit First Nation is three years old, and we have some exciting updates associated with today's episode. We have amazing new detailed show notes for each and every episode. And we've even gone back into the archives of every prior episode. I mean, we're talking over 100 shows and updated those show notes too. So they are more readily searchable and give you the highlights and details in case you're listening in the car and unable to take notes. And now let's kick off today's episode. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now... Here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leverage Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day and doing Profit First right. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three P's, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced Profit First strategies, and we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. Today, we are going to get back into the Fix This Next business hierarchy of needs. We have covered on prior episodes the base level, the foundation level of the business hierarchy of needs, the sales level. Then as you move up that business hierarchy of needs, you get to the profit level, which we've covered. And then you get to the order level, which we recently covered as well on the podcast. So today we are going to get to the fourth level, and that is the impact level. And then on a future episode, we will hit the top level, which is the legacy level. Now, uh, on the impact level, the focus here is on creation of transformation, Many businesses never properly address the needs at this level because they either don't know this level exists or they misunderstand what it's all about. When we think of impact, we often think of how business impacts the world. However, these needs that must be addressed at this level are related to your client's transformation and how your company aligns with your staff, vendors, and your community and really not the wider world. It's in your like bubble. So in terms of the impact level, we have um, five different areas that we will dive into today. The first area is the transformation orientation, and then we'll dive into mission motivation. Third is dream alignment. Fourth is feedback integrity. And fifth is complementary network. So diving into the first area, the transformation orientation, this is where you need to ask yourself, is your business benefiting clients through a transformation beyond just the transaction? So, you know, questions to ask yourself would be, 
Do your clients feel they are part of something bigger by doing business with your firm? What benefits beyond your products and services do clients gain? Do your clients have a label or a tribe name that they use to make them part of your community? So this is really about community building and being part of a special group of people. Um, And then how are you benefiting your customers beyond the transaction? So, you know, this is a really just unique opportunity, especially in these times and these circumstances. It's really about, you know, the results that you can give them. People are trying, are looking to buy solutions to their problems and you are fixing their problems for them and giving them that transformation. I mean, it, all businesses have some sort of transformation. I mean, you know, I think about um, a window cleaning business, you know, looking out my windows at, at about this time of year. Um, it's been about six, seven months since my windows were cleaned and they're noticeably dirty. <laughs> the view isn't that clear. So, you know, when I call on the window company, I'm expecting that they come out and they transform my windows to be um, dirty and transforming them to clean so I have a clear view of the outside. So really think about, you know, how you can make sure that you are providing that transformation and focusing on how you're serving your clients and how you're helping them transform the problem that um, that they're looking to solve with your company. And then, you know, I mean, obviously, you guys are members of Profit First Nation. I mean, we're a community, we're a tribe of Mike Michalowicz fans here uh, in our all-in company. Uh, you know, everyone who does our programming and such really becomes part of our community and we call them members. Uh, so, you know, what what can you call your customers outside of the generic term customers to give it a spin on your business and make it very special to you and sort of elevate how you serve and how you think of, you know, what would be traditionally referred to as customers. All right. The next area is mission motivation. Are all employees, including leadership, motivated more by delivering on the mission than by their individual roles? So does your company have a clear and compelling mission statement? Do your employees know your mission statement? And do your employees feel inspired by the mission statement? Can they relate it to their own experience and intentions? So, you know, this is alignment of how you guys are serving your customers and making sure that, you know, everyone on the team is is contributing to that, to the mission and, and delivering on helping your organization deliver that mission to your, to your members, to your customers, to your tribe. The next area, the third area is dream alignment. Are people's individual dreams aligned with the path to the business's grand vision? What do your employees want to experience in their own lives today, one year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now? How is the business helping your employees realize these dreams? And are individual dreams recognized and celebrated as well as the business goals? So, you know, dream alignment, this is where, um, you know, retention factor comes in and, and can enhance your retention of employees when you start to 
help your employees realize their dreams. There's a great book um, on this topic called Dream Manager, and uh, I highly recommend that book. Uh, But daily huddles are also a great way and one-on-ones with individuals. Um, You know, you should be checking in with your staff and your direct reports at least on a weekly basis. And, you know, even if it's just a a five-minute stand-up check-in with them and get a little personal too and make sure that you know what's what's going on and, and what's happening and what their goals are outside of the business and, and their workday. So I have um, an individual who is, uh, her dream is to retire in Costa Rica. She's probably a good 15 years from retirement. But when I learned that about her dream to retire to Costa Rica, I got her a calendar. So every year people in our company have calendars for the year kind of in their desk area. So I got her a a calendar from Costa Rica or a Costa Rica themed calendar. And now every year she picks out a new Costa Rica themed calendar. Um, She told me that she was wanting to learn Spanish and that she was partnering up with a friend who also wanted to learn Spanish. So um, I got her and I some Spanish uh, picture dictionaries uh, so that, uh, you know, I could start picking up some words in Spanish and, and we could start incorporating some some Spanish vocabulary into our day and our conversations. And, uh, you know, just a, a way to, to incorporate that and, and to, you know, show my support in a, in a very simple way. I mean, I'm not doing uh, an intensive Spanish immersion program, but I'm picking up a few Spanish words along the way. And then uh, the daily huddle is a great opportunity as well for people to share a bit of their personal successes and what's going on in their lives. Um, it's not every day, but uh, you know when you when you build that sort of um, rhythm and opportunity and that daily check in, uh, and you have that celebration. Sometimes people do celebrate um, and share a celebration that is personally oriented um, and, and, and about sort of, you know, where they are in terms of progress on um, things outside of the business or things that are happening to them in a good way personally. And then the fourth area to dive into is feedback integrity. Are your people, clients, and community empowered to give both critical and complimentary feedback? So do your employees feel empowered to provide critical and complimentary feedback? What specific processes exist for employees, clients, and others to give this integral feedback? And how is the feedback assimilated, analyzed, and used by the company to improve? So, um, you know, again, going back to those one-on-one check-ins, that is an opportunity to say, hey, you know, how are things going? What can we make better? Uh, I had a, I, you know, I she's not a direct report, but I did do a check-in um, with one of our recent new hires in the all-in company. And, um, you know, she, she let me know that she was struggling with an app and the way that it was flowing. And it was actually kind of broken at the time. And it wasn't completing the automation process that it needed to. And um, by giving her that forum, like, hey, you know, are, are you having any problems? Are you having any difficulties? Is there anything I can help with? Uh, it just created that opportunity that I don't think she would have spoken up otherwise. And, you know, sometimes employees, especially, I don't want to say five-star employees, uh, because they're gold, 
But, you know, a lot of people just kind of make it work and don't want to like upset the apple cart or don't want to seem like they're complaining about things and such. So as the leader, it's really important to, you know, create those opportunities, create those forums, continually be asking your team, how can we do this better? What can we do to support you? What's working? What's not working? Uh, Do we need some more? (laughs) Do we need another app for that? Um, You know, how can we automate things better? How can we document things better? Uh, It's really important that you remember and embrace that all of us are smarter than one of us. So how can you integrate your team and even your customers and your vendors into the process? So, you know, I'll, I'll always go back to the pumpkin plan and we'll include those questions um, that come from the Pumpkin Plan book, uh, one of Mike's first books. And it's, it's a great questionnaire about cu- questions that you can ask customers to like kind of get a deeper dive into in terms of opportunities for you to improve how you serve them. And then surveys are great opportunities. Um, we do uh, annual employee engagement surveys and uh, we also do lots of surveying of our clients. Um, I'm even starting to implement uh, an opportunity to survey hosts of podcasts where I appear on other people's podcasts. You know, again, like how can I improve as a podcast guest on other people's podcasts? So, you know, people love to give their two cents. Um, So make sure that you are finding out these opportunities because there's gold in these things. I mean, you know, if you just keep doing the same old, same old, you're not really improving upon anything unless you're asking for that feedback. So get that feedback from your people, your clients, your community, your vendors, anyone that you can so that you can improve upon things and celebrate what's good, uh, but really look for those opportunities for improvement. All right. And then the final area on the impact level is the complementary network. Does your business seek to collaborate with other vendors, including competitors possibly, who serve the same customer base to collaborate with in order to improve the customer experience? So what does your company do if it's unable to serve a customer's needs? Who are the businesses or competitors who offer similar or complementary products and services to you? When did you last refer a customer to one alternative or better option for that customer? And do clients give positive feedback on the integrity of your company and putting the customer's interests first? So, you know, I mean, this might sound radically crazy to you. Why would I refer someone to my competitor? I like to look at it as there are so many people in this world that it is impossible for for me and my companies and my employees to serve everyone who could possibly need or want our services. And if I brought my competitors in a room together we still together collectively couldn't serve the needs and wants of all of the people who need and want our services as well. So it is a great opportunity when someone isn't the right fit for you. So for example, I mean, we focus in the all-in company on working with larger employers, employers with 10, 15 more or more employees and a million dollars or more in real revenue on how to recruit, hire, and retain five-star employees. 
Adrian Dorison, the licensee for Run Like Clockwork, is more focused on the smaller businesses, the businesses with, you know, 15 or less employees. And, you know, she takes a different angle at that that is more suited for that type of leader at that stage of their business. Um, So we are referring people all the time to other organizations and other things that can either, you know, serve them faster, serve them more efficiently, serve them at the price point that they can afford, et cetera. So complementary networks are good. And, you know, I mean, I hate to say it, but sometimes people, um, you know, and, and people who've done other programs because they're not at the 15 or more employees or at the criteria that we require for the all-in company, they say to me, but, you know, I want to get to that point and I want to take it to the next level with you guys and the all-in company when I get to that point. Um, so, you know, it is it is about just really building community, camaraderie. And again, you know, just that all of us are smarter than one of us, you know, your competitors and collectively, um, you know, we're all smarter working together than just being a silo and not wanting to even think or talk or interact with our competitors. So those are the opportunities at the impact level. Now you can go to oc.fixthisnext.com. Again, that's oc.fixthisnext.com to complete a complimentary Fix This Next assessment that is obviously associated with Mike's book, Fix This Next. And um, it will tell you where you are on the business hierarchy of needs. It's a pretty quick survey to fill out that will help you identify where you are. And, um, you know, sometimes when you're working through the business hierarchy of needs, maybe you get up to order on the business hierarchy of needs and you're working there, but then something radically changes in the business, COVID happens, um, a recession happens, et cetera. And, you know, then you start struggling with sales and it doesn't mean that you keep, keep going up the business hierarchy of needs. If you're at order and then sales, you know, kind of come to a grinding halt like they did with COVID, then you need to move back down to that sales level. So the business hierarchy of needs is not meant to be this, you know, climbing up the pyramid, um, but it's a fluid sort of up and down and just helping you be where you need to be at the business because your business is dynamic. Just like Profit First, you don't set your allocation percentages and forget it. Um, even when you reach your target allocation percentages, you know, congratulations. But ideally, your business is still growing. You're going to move up into a new uh, real revenue level. And then when you move into that new real revenue nev- level, well, then your allocations and your new target allocation percentages are going to shift as well. So we want to just be fluid. We want to be dynamic. We want to be focusing on what the greatest need for our business is. And again, you know, there's always wants and needs. And I want you to think about what you need versus what you want, all right? Because what you need is going to be much better for you. Um, It's probably not going to be that shiny object. Um, It's probably going to require more work, more effort. uh, But if you focus on the need over the want, you will outdistance and outpace your your competition at a greater speed and at a greater rate. All right, we will bring this episode to a close. We will have um, all of these outlined in the visual recap for this episode. 
To access our resources and this visual recap, go to ProfitFirstNation.com and click on resources. There you can um, just get the single download, or you can also opt in to have the resources texted and or emailed to you uh, with each new episode that drops. And if you would like to work with a certified Profit First professional accountant, bookkeeper, or coach with the heart of a teacher, then go to ProfitFirstNation.com and click on contact to connect with one of my certified Profit First professional peeps. Cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friend. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts, and resources are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. 